Hello, ako si Judas Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Raffler Podcast episode kung saan hihimay natin ang mga may init at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Raffler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin kung ano ang pakay ni Vice President Lenny Robredo sa pakikipag-usap sa mga politikong pumuposisyon tumakbo sa pagkapangulo sa 2022. Bakit nga ba importante na may United Opposition sa eleksyon? Tatalakayin natin ang isyong ito kasama si Raptor Managing Editor, Chai Hofilenia, who also co-authored a couple of election books. Hi, Hello, Gladys. Kasama rin natin si Raptor Reporter Mara Cepeda, who covers the Office of the Vice President and the Senate. Hi, Mara. Hello, Judas. So thank you for joining me today. Start to tayo kasi ang haba ng usapan na ito at very timely rin. So Mara, ano bang latest hmm. update kay Robredo tungkol sa 2022 elections? Alam ko ang dami nang nangyari in the past months. Can you give us a gist kung ano na yung right now and ano yung expect na natin? Okay, so the latest movement as of this week, the week of August 16 to 18 today, ay kaka-ere lang nung kanyang jingle na kay Lenny tayo na kinumpose, pinakumpose ng mga supporters niya. And itong radio ads niya are actually, were actually paid for by her supporters. So whenever anybody here hears her jingle uh, on various radio stations, hindi pa ito actually campaign ni VP Lenny. This, this is just part of the efforts of her supporters who are still convincing her to run for president in the 2022 elections. Kasi until now, the vice president is still bawling over whether she should run for the highest post in the land. She has said before that she has already gone beyond the stage na convenient ba sa kanya kung tatakbo ba siya o hindi. And she also clarified that it's not just her low survey numbers that's hindering her from explicitly announcing or categorically announcing her intention to run for the 2022 elections. Kasi for VP Lenny, the, the primary consideration is to make sure that the same kind of governance under the Duterte administration will no longer continue in the 2022 elections. So, the, the yung kanyang thinking If that is the main goal, then the person that the opposition should be fielding, una, it has to be one person. And number two, that one person should have a fighting chance. That's why she is entertaining the possibility that that person may not be her, even if she might be the most qualified presidential candidate, given her track record in the office of the vice president. Because she knows that the numbers are against her, and she knows that um, a lot of Filipinos do not know about the good things that she has done. And we can root that from the attacks that the president himself, President Rodrigo Duterte himself, has been throwing against her. And we know that this government is very good in uh, shaping the narrative online. They control all communication channels. So whatever they say about Robredo, whenever, for example, president the president speaks about Robredo, always in the context na wala namang ginawayan, or ang ginawa niya lang ay mag-criticize, yun yung mas umaabot sa mga tao. So these are the considerations of the vice president. So she has still not decided. She said that actually she's giving herself until the week of the filing of candidacies in October to decide. So, But she said if she would be able to make a decision by September, then she would be able to do that. Nandun pa lang siya sa pag-iisip. Discernment process for the CVP learning. <laughs> Pero Chai, uh, ito bang mga considerations ni VP Lenny ay normal ba ito for anyone who are uh, given or 
being seen as a potential candidate, ano ba yung usual points na kinoconsider ng mga official or individuals na gusto tumakbo for them to announce their desire to run publicly? Are they looking at numbers or may mga iba ba silang factors na closely binabantayan? Yes, for sure. Numbers, um, isa yan, mahalagang mahalaga yan. Laging nakatutok sa, sa surveys, ano ba yung latest survey, tinitingnan nila yung trends, pataas ba nung, nung ginawa ko to, tumaas ba o bumaba ako. Isang factor talaga ang numbers. Pangalawa, timing. Kasi kung masyadong maaga ang pag-anunsyo na tatakbo, minsan nagiging magnet for attacks. And nakita natin to even in the past elections. Halimbawa, nung naalala ko nung 2010, si Villar, maaga siyang nag-anunsyo, natatakbo siya. And right away, na-criticize siya at naging target siya for, for attacks and bumaba. Nag-reflect yun sa, dun sa survey numbers niya. Bagsak siya. Tapos nung ito lang, recently, Pacquiao, di ba? Meron lang sinabi si Pacquiao, medyo nag-criticize lang siya sa Pangulo. Sinabi niya na medyo may deficiency or may medyo mahina yung yung position na tinitake niya dun sa West Philippine Sea. Tinira na rin siya ni Pangulong Duterte. And yet, magkasama sila sa, sa PDP laban, di ba? And ang kinalabasan, parang inaasahan na baka maa-oust si, si Pacquiao from the party. Tapos si Isko, siya ang pinaka latest na na victim no parang meron yatang sinabi si Isko na ano na tulog ng tulog si si pangulo so hindi natuwa ang pangulo doon sir ano ang naging reaction ayan naglabas ng mga sexy photos niya di ba so yung timing talagang mahalaga yan so yung kay kay Lenny i think yun din yung pinaka-iingatan niya at binabantayan. Tapos pangatlo, two more things siguro, yung funding din. Um, kung masyadong magtatagal, mauunahan ka ng iba. So, kailangan din na wag masyadong magtagal sa pagdedesisyon kasi yung ibang financiers, baka tumaya na sila dun sa ibang kandidato. Wala nang matitirang pondo para sa'yo. Tapos yung panghuli, yung katandem din. Sino ba yung magiging, kung tatakbo for, for president, si Lenny, halimbawa, sino ba yung bagay na maging VP niya na, na kandidato? Kailangan ding piliin ng mabuti yon Mananalo ba? Winning pair ba? Pareho ba yung values? Katanggap-tanggap ba sa mga supporters niya? So yun yung ilang-ilang factors din. So Mara, aside from looking at, at waiting patiently for the numbers, Robredo mm. is pushing for exploratory talks with several people na mm. siguro the surface level, hindi natin iakila na mahipag-usap pala siya sa ganito. So bakit siya nakikipag-usap sa mga sa mga politiko na nag-desire na magtumakbo? At can you tell us, ano ba usually mga nangyayari sa mga talks na to? Ano yung paano atake ni VP Robredo sa mga ganito mga pag-uusap? Okay. Meron tayong uh, saying in politics that politics is addition. So, VP Lenny Robredo is among the key opposition figures that are uh, doing coalition building efforts right now. So, the VP's exploratory talks with potential presidential contenders uh, is actually are actually independent of the other coalition efforts na ginagawa ng Liberal Party, ng Liberal Party 
which is the one ruling party where the vice president is currently chairperson and iba pa yun dun sa ginagawa din ng isang bayan so these are all parallel efforts and really the goal is to forge a united front for the opposition in the 2022 elections the exploratory talks is necessary because the the vice president wants to understand to bang mga nagpo-posture for the 2022 elections or yung mga pangalan na lumalabas sa surveys, nagpaparamdam na sa media, nagpaparamdam na via ads, or yung kanyang approaches, are there specific issues, crucial issues, uh, principled issues that we can agree on? And the vice president said this as much. For example, yung kanyang talks uh, with Laxon, with Manila Mayor Isko Moreno, even Senator Manny Pacquiao, would you believe, um, are all focused now on parang, what's your stand on corruption? What's your stand on the West Philippine Sea? What's your stand on human rights? And I think um, important to for them to be able to see, are we going to be able to work together? I, I think dun muna magsa-start. Kasi paano ka magdi-discuss ng pwede ba kitang maging kaalyado kung hindi pala kayo pareho ng perspective sa isang issue na halimbawa, yun yung talagang opinion na gusto ng base base mo, yung base mo na boboto talaga sa for the elections. Um, and we've talked to several sources and uh, close to the vice president and there still haven't been talks uh, regarding who's gonna give way to whom. And how are you going to do that when the vice president herself hasn't even decided if she would run or not? So I think, totoo yung sinasabi nila, hindi pa nila napag-uusapan na mag-give way ba ako o hindi. I know that the decision of the vice president to talk to politicians who are outside of the very small group of the Liberal Party and the Magdalo, Magdalo group. Um, a lot of people, there are people, um, there are supporters who are frowning upon these efforts. We know that former Senator Antonio Trillanes himself has, you know, very, has, was, re was really opposed to the pag-uusap ni VP Lenny Robredo with, with uh, for example, Senator Panfilo Laxon. But, you know, an, a, a veteran politician, si Senator Franklin Delon, who we know is also some sort of becoming an advisor already for the vice president, some sort ahead of her decision-making process for the elections. Um, she said that, you know, that's that's really, that's par for the course for, for any coalition-building efforts. Nakakausapin mo talaga the people who are not necessarily allied with the opposition, pero pwede mong hanapan ng... Um, common ground, commonalities yung term ni Vice President Lenny Robredo. Exploratory talks pala, palang naman siya. So wala pang, wala pang, wala pa sila dun sa level na, okay, I'm going to concede to you or, okay, uh, I will support you kahit hindi ko mas tomak yung stand mo kasi you supported the anti-terror law. They're not yet there. And I think that's why the VP also was very careful not to disclose the names of the politicians she has spoken to. Kasi, Nandun pa lang sila sa talk na yon, wala pa yung commitment whatsoever. So it's a very, very, uh, ano ba, very volatile, very, ano, uh, very exploratory level pa siya. Parang one opposition or one politician na medyo conclude na yung pag-uusap nila ay si Senator Ping Lacson. Can you tell us, hmm. Pifi, ano yung nangyari doon? And siguro, uh, for Chai, did you expect this? Knowing Ping Lacson and knowing and Robedo, did you expect yung outcome ng talks na to? Mara. Okay, so it was the vice president herself who asked to meet with uh, Senator Laxon and, and his running mate, Senate President Tito Soto. And I think natural lang yun kasi silang dalawa yung una talagang nag-announce categorically na tatakbo kami for 2022 and they even had a date. They only had, they had to postpone it just uh, when the uh, 
ECQ was reimposed in Metro Manila. Um, and at that meeting, when siguro, uh, when uh, Senator Laxon found out that Vice President Lenny wanted to meet him, he offered this uh, unification formula. And his suggestion was for all of the potential standard bearers for the opposition, whether they are hardcore, whether they are talagang opposition figures against Duterte, or whether they are just oppositionists, meaning there are certain policies of the Duterte uh, government that they criticize. There are some na parang tinotolerate lang nila. Um, everyone who wants to run for president should file their candidacies, and then they're going to agree on a certain date uh, during the campaign period. And then by that date, kung sino man yung uh, pinaka nag uh, perform best to surveys, siya na yung magiging opposition standard bearer, then everybody else will withdraw their um, will withdraw their candidacy. So, hindi ito nagustuhan ni VP Lenny because her argument is that if I am going to file my candidacy, ayoko, ayaw niya na, hindi paasa si VP Lenny, sabi hindi siya magiging paasa. Parang pag nag-file na ako ng candidacy, I'm supposed to be all in. Kasi pagka tumaya na ako, tataya na rin sa akin yung mga supporters ko. And, and we know that a lot of work uh, ang, ang binibigay ng mga campaign supporters, campaign volunteers, um, and ayaw naman niya na ililid on niya na parang nag-file na ako tapos biglang mag- knowing na I would withdraw later on. Uh, for Senator Laxon naman, um, it, it actually caused a backlash against him and Senate uh, President Tito Soto because there are people saying that ang ah, ginawa niyo yung proposal na yan kasi lulukohin niyo si VP Lenny, yan yung magiging agreement. And then by the time uh, the campaign period is in full swing, um, they're doubting the sincerity of Senator Laxon na kaya mo bang mag, mag-withdraw when it eventually lalabas, hindi ikaw yung mataas yung survey, uh, hindi ikaw yung survey frontrunner, for example. Ang kotensya naman ni Senator Ping was that it was a sincere suggestion uh, on his part. And, he, hindi, wala siya, and uh, ang argument niya, hindi naman, wala siyang ganong underlying, underlying motive against the vice president and um, actually, in the face of these criticisms, um, nag, nag, uh, nag-thank you pa siya dun sa effort TVP to meet with him. And kung magkasabi niya, it's just unfortunate that she just rejected it outright. Uh, may perspective si Ateneo, uh, political science professor Melay Abao. She said na baka dapat hindi outright uh, ni-reject ni VP Lenny. Baka dapat mas nag-exploratory talks pa sila na ano bang... Okay, kung iyan yung suggestion ni Senator Ping, then maybe uh, we can discuss the specific parameters. And then she said maybe we can also, the, the candidates can also do parang a public covenant. Parang in a way, meron silang pangahawakan na document na talagang, na ito yung agreement natin, mag-withdraw tayo pagka itong si candidate B pala yung pinaka-winnable sa ating lahat. Um so, VP so, says open pa rin siya sa talks, pero at this point, medyo, na, medyo malabo na siya, right? Ma- Mara, tanongin mo na kita no, na posible ba, itong Lakson na nangyari kay Lakson, is this possible indicative of what might happen with other talks? Oh yes, kasi when we're talking about the presidential elections, we're talking about the ambitions of of political figures in the country. At mag-aambition ka lang kung tingin mo may Keika or may chance ka if you have a shot at Malacanang, so you probably have supporters, you probably have some machinery of some sort, or maybe you have some um, business tycoons already promising to back your campaign. And so um, I guess I think what's dangerous about the proposal of Senator Ping is that it might be hard to ensure 
to get the commitment of the other candidates that they will withdraw. Because you know, uh, in past elections, de ba, yung yung front runner at this time, hindi siya necessarily yung mananalo in the end. Like mm-hmm. President Rodrigo Duterte wasn't even a survey front runner until just a few weeks before the May 2016 elections. So paano kung so I think baka baka hindi sila magbabackout na parang okay pwedeng third ako ngayon pero maybe in a month I'll be second and then in two weeks I'll be the first so bata ako magbabackout so feeling ko yun yung danger sa proposal ni Senator Laxon okay. uh, let's go back to Chai kung okay na yung wife niya uh, ano yung uh, surprise ka ba sa framework na ito ni Senator Laxon na biglang may ganyan na parang theatrics na file lahat then uh, this ma- mag-withdraw ang mga hindi maganda ang survey numbers. Did, or did um, you expect this na? Actually, ano yun eh, parang yung yung isang take dyan is gusto talagang isecure uh, si si Tito Soto as, as VP candidate. Kasi nga, um, yung numbers ni Ping hindi ganun kataas at hindi pa rin tumaas. Uh, I think yung kay Lenny, medyo nag-double digit na siya eh. Pero itong si Ping, single digit pa rin. So parang how can you how can you negotiate from a position of strength? Diba? Parang, parang wala eh. Pero yung ganitong klaseng backdoor negotiations, itong mga ganitong deal making, natural na natural na ginagawa talaga ng mga, ng mga politiko at mga, at mga partido. Um, I think part of it also, and natural and for, for Lenny to try to talk to everyone. Kasi nga, kinakapanya eh. Um, saan, yung sabi nga ni Mara kanina, ano yung commonality, saan, saan yung middle ground, if ever. Kasi uh, kung coalition building talaga yon at kailangan ng isang united um, united opposition candidate, kailangan niyang gawin, gawin talaga yon. Tapos, if hindi mag-improve yung numbers niya at mag-give way siya kung sakasakali man, then medyo panatag yung loob niya kasi nakausap na niya, nakausap na niya lahat. Um, siguro yung, hindi ko lang alam kung, kung nabalitaan ni Mara to, pero paa, maari rin na posible dun sa pakikipag-uusap dun sa iba't ibang kampo Um, lalo na kung tumataas ang numbers, ma- maari ring pinag-uusapan din yung members ng cabinet. Parang, oh, pag nanalo ka, sino yung, sino yung mga kukunin mo mula sa, sa LP? Halimbawa, kahit isa o dalawa. Uh, so yung mga ganong klaseng um, pag-uusap, maaring-maaring mangyari talaga yan. Normal yan. Usually ba in the past, or does this usually work If nangyari na to in the past elections, you mentioned na normal na may back channel talks among politicians. Pero this time, this time gusto nila magkaroon ng united opposition. Uh, did it uh, work before or hindi pa natin nakita na na naging effective ito? Well, if you di ko alam kung buhay na kayo nito. Pero um, remember Nako, ilang taong kayo nito? Nung Cory Doy ticket. Ay, wala. <laughs> wala. Ano ba kayo nun? Teenager pa na parents ko nun. Nag, nagbasa okay, na lang fine. kayo about this, Ma'am Chai. Sige na, fine. Okay. Kung <laughs> panahong yun, um, ganun din. Kasi anti-Marcos, no? ang lakas nung, nung sentimento. So dapat, um, pare, medyo may parallelism din yung yung pangangailangan na magkaroon ng united, um, united candidate, united opposition. So at that time si Cory ba or si Doy Laurel. Tapos si Doy Laurel, sabi niya ako yung ako dapat eh, ako yung may partido. 
Tapos, um, nag-decide, o oh, sige, I will give way to Corey, pero merong deal. Dapat at some point, um, magsistep down si Corey, tapos si Doy will become the president. Pero hindi nangyari yun. Um, nanatili siya na um, vice president, tapos foreign secretary. So, may, may ganon. Pero nanalo, nanalo si, si Corey nun. Ngayon, in the in the more recent in the more recent elections naman, naalala nyo nung 2010, dapat uh, si Mar yung yung tatakbo, di ba? But history was not kind to Mar. So, um namatay si Cory, so kinailangan na si Pinoy, si Noynoy ang ang tumakbo. So, nag-give way, nag-give way si Mar kasi nga sino ba yung makakalaban medyo malakas din yung kalaban although ano rin yon um, ascendant talaga si Pinoy because of of Cory tapos nung nung ano yung yung huling elections 2016 kung tutuusin um si si Duterte yung considered opposition noon um ang ang naging ka-partner niya pinagpipilian si Cayetano or si Bongbong Na, naalala niyo yung yung um pandiligaw nung dalawa na para sila siya yung piliing um vice president ni, ni Duterte in the end um it was Alan who who got the um the spot so merong merong ganun talaga um parang pero in the end si Duterte opposition siya considered opposition nanalo siya pero kasi malakas talaga siya eh, to begin with as as a candidate you mentioned na kanina yung possible na uh, advantage ng ginagawa ni Vice President Robredo ngayon, calculated, careful, maraming kinoconsider. Uh, Mara and Chai, do you see this ever possibly na mag-backfire sa kanyang efforts? Kasi hmm. ilang months na lang ata ang signing na COC, marami pa siyang kakausapin. Ano yung kinakatakot niyo para possible na at disadvantage ng ginagawa niya? So let's begin with Mara. I think what the, the worst case scenario is that, okay, the vice president will declare that she will run for president, but she's losing precious time because if, she, if she's more decided, then perhaps there's more active effort on her part, not just on her supporters to really try to rally the forces, rally the troops on the ground, at least of what's left of the Liberal Party, and to rally yung mga chapters ng Liberal Party na, na recently they're able to form despite the attacks and the threats against the party. Um, there's also yung katulad nung sinabi ni Chai kanina na she might lose uh, potential donors. So we've been told that there are possible funders already who have approached the emissaries of VP Lenny. But then all they can say is that she has not decided yet. Ultimately, pupunta yung tanong, tatakbo ba? And all they can say is, we don't know yet. So some of them would supposedly tell them, okay, just get back to when she has decided. Well, we know naman kasi the, a lot of the business tycoons in the Philippines, ano sila, they bet on a lot of horses during the elections. That's part of also their survival businessmen. Pero, ah, syempre, mas magbubuo sila dun sa kandidato na mas uh, tumataas. And I think the longer that the vice president would wait, it might also turn off her supporters or yung mga supporters niya na nawawala na yung pagka-solid Lenny dahil sa kakadelidali ni VP Lenny, parang astit, sa iba na lang ako pupunta, hindi ka naman makapagdes. That's going to be a nightmare for her kasi natatapyasan na nga yung base mo kasi you're up against the Duterte machinery. And because you're not playing the dirty game of politics also, it could also kill her 
her potential bid for Malacanya. Hindi rin niya kasi ginagamit yung network niya na na-build as vice president to to help raise awareness about herself. Kasi, alam mo, parang standard na sa atin sa mga Pilipino pagka may project si mayor or si congressman or si senator, may picture nila. Pagka, I cover the, the OVP, so when ever I'm pre-pandemic, pagka pumunta ako on the ground and I would cover the VP in one of her projects, talagang hindi yung mukha niya yung nakikita mo nakalagay angat buhay, office of the vice president. So, walang name recall. So, hindi rin yung ginagawa ni VP Lenny. Tapos ngayon, hindi pa rin siya makapag-decide when everybody would be probably more forgiving if she does something that's a little more of like campaigning for herself but not really. So, yun yun. Baka she might lose precious time just because the state has already done so much damage to her even if she has done so much good for this country. And I say that objectively kasi nakikita mo naman, marami talaga siyang natulungan at walang pinipili. Pinipili din nga niya, hindi vote-rich areas, di ba? She could have, but she didn't. Yeah, Chai? Actually, um, agree ako dun sa sinabi ni Mara. It's really time eh. Parang iba kasi itong, itong 2022 elections kasi may pandemic. Sinabi nga na napaka-iksi ng, ng runway compared to the, to the past elections. Ngayon, hindi ka makalabas. Hindi ka maka, um, makabiyahe all, all around the country. Um, so, tapos hindi, napaka-uncertain nung ano, napaka-uncertain nung, nung pandemic. Hindi mo alam kung may bagong variant. Hindi mo alam gaano katagal yung lockdown. So parang kung magkaroon ng pagluluwag ng konti, dapat um, dapat i, i, i take advantage of, of that already. Um, kung hindi, yun na nga. Pero siguro isipin ng iba, eh bakit si Duterte nung, nung huli? Di ba pag ganun-ganun din siya, parang I will run, I will not run, I will run. Hindi, ayoko na, ayoko. Tapos in the end, tumakbo rin, di ba? So parang siguro, dahil malayo pa naman ang Oktubre, relatively um, malayo pa siya, Baka meron pang ganung ano, may, may perception na meron pa akong luxury of time ng konte Pero yun na nga, either mapipikon yung mga tao na parang magdesisyon ka na or pangalawa, ayaw mo o sige, ilalagay ko na lang yung pondo sa, sa ibang kandidato. Pero yung, yung comforting thought lang, konting comfort, source of comfort, is that ang behavior ng mga, ng mga taipan, Um, tumataya sila sa lahat ng kandidato. So, i- halos equal yan. Magbibigay sila. Tataya sila sa lahat ng basket. Maglalagay sila kahit papano. Pero in the end, the numbers will will determine that. Kung mataas ang numero mo, kung ang trajectory mo pataas, then chances are tataya rin sila sa'yo. Pero kung ang numero mo pababa, um, good luck na lang. All the stocks about Presidency Robredo dili dying on wanting to run or not run reminds me na quote ni ang ating executive editor si Glenda Gloria sabi niya sa isang previous podcast ay you should want the presidency hindi pwedeng ipasajos mo hindi mo pwedeng magintay ka ng isang uh, isang sign na dapat tatakbo ka at mag-announce ka you should do your best na to as early para ma-secure mo ang position mo so From our comment section, I'm reading a lot of opinions about the upcoming 2022 elections on Danny Robredo. So I just want to tell our audience that if you want to discuss these opinions of yours, pwede kayong sumali sa mga Facebook groups ng Rappler. Meron tayong una yung The Rappler Room uh, na 
or talk about anything and everything about the Philippines, issues in the Philippines, and even outside the country that are Philippine-related. And then meron din tayong Facebook group na for the elections, which is called the PH Vote na Facebook group. You can find that on Facebook na we'll talk about 2022 elections, especially ngayon malapit na ang filing na COC. So from after this program, let's move our discussion doon sa mga groups na to. So from Lenny Robredo, I wanted to talk about the the goal, the novel goal of the opposition. They want to have a single united ticket for 2022 elections. So Chai and Mara, I wanted to ask the million dollar question. From your observation, possibly pa ba ang isang united opposition ticket for 2022? And siguro, what do you think ultimately prevents, prevents this from happening? Yung political system ba natin hindi conducive for this kind of setup? Let's begin with Mara. No, I wrote a piece before that probably pissed off a lot of people in the opposition. And I still hold the same position until now. That I think that the best chance that the opposition has to defeat the Duterte regime is to have a united front. And their biggest enemy may, may not even be Duterte at this point. It could be themselves. Because there's no room for purists and elitists in the opposition. Kasi right now, yun yung nagiging balakid eh, sa coalition building efforts nila. Na parang, there are, for example, supporters of the vice president who, na merong Lenny or bust mindset na I'm only going to support VP Lenny, not gonna support anybody else. And I don't want her talking to this politician because of X reason, because of Y reason. And even if th- some of those arguments are valid, for example, um, some of the candidates that potential candidates at the VP have spoken to um, do not have a respect for the rights of the LGBTQ plus A community, but or some have co-championed the anti-terror law. Feeling ko kasi detrimental to the effort to unite the opposition. Kung sasimula pa lang nung usapan, isasara mo na yung pinto. I think it's still possible, but the vice president herself has repeatedly called on her supporters and the rest of the opposition to be open, open to, you know, widening the tent. And widening the tent may mean sitting down with people who probably doesn't share the ideology, who pro- who you probably disagree with for over several issues. But if you can agree on one fundamental issue, for example, and that fundamental issue is that the, the Philippines cannot go through another six years of a Duterte kind of governance, then pwede siguro tayo mag-unite over that, right? You know, I'm just a political observer lang naman. I am not a leader of this country. And then when you, they're able to find that common ground, then maybe they can work out all the other issues. Ang sinasabi nila, we can set those aside. Pero yun yung mahirap. Kasi kapag uh, belief mo na, uh, pinaniniwalaan mo, uh, it's your way of life, and then you're forced to work with someone who has trampled upon those rights. Mahirap nga naman talaga, but I think there's still hope. I think they still can. The fact that the people that they believe in, the people that who are, who, uh, are leading the opposition, are doing the, the very difficult work of trying to unite everybody, even if it's hard. Feeling ko there's still hope. Kasi, you know, we really can't. We really, we really can't survive another six years of we cannot survive another six years of a kind of politician who would enable the kind of abuses that Duterte has done. Um, and if, it, if that would take sitting down with people who do not necessarily, who weren't really op- op- uh, opposition figures uh, against Duterte in the beginning, then so be it. Maybe that's a hard pill to swallow, but if that means we would be able to introduce reforms to the country that Duterte has destroyed, 
uh, these past six years, then baka pwede naman tayong magkaisa kahit pa paano. Chai? Actually, kung, kung titingnan mo, ang question naman for 2022 is um, a choice between continuity, um, ipapagpatuloy ba yung, yung ginagawa ni Duterte ngayon, yung nararanasan nating kagalingan uh, during this pandemic, um, kaya pa ba natin yon? So, sige, pagpatuloy natin yon Or um, magkaroon ng pagbabago, parang change, change or, or magkaroon ng, ng shift ng ng polisiya. Tapos if if you look at the ano ba yung major issues na lagi nating pinag-uusapan sa under this administration, EJK, human rights, corruption. Yung corruption ngayon lumalabas na um, nung nagsimula ang ang administrasyong Duterte nung bago siyang pangulo, sabi niya uh, any whiff or whisper of corruption and you're out. Pero ngayon, hindi lang whiff and whisper eh parang sigaw na eh pero ano pa rin di ba wala dead ma pa rin so yan lumalabas ngayon umaalingaso ngayon ang ang corruption tapos yung tanong din about um China and and human rights parang ipapagpatuloy ba natin status quo ba tayo for um dun sa susunod na magiging pangulo or we we put a stop to this and and choose somebody else so yun continuity or change tapos kung titingnan natin yung yung mga pagpipilian sabi nila the, the smaller the yung choices mas kung mas konti ang choices mas malaki yung yung chances din na magkakaroon ng isang isang candidate if it's going to be a four or five um a five way fight mahirap pero if you if you look at naman the 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 surveys parang ang malakas so far consistently si Sara syempre si Isko malakas pa rin siya Si Pacquiao, parang nasa number three or number four, alam nyo yung kailangan nating bantayan si Bongbong Marcos. Kasi medyo tahimik siya. But if magkaroon ng alyansa si Sara at si Bongbong, imagine that's north and south. Ang lakas nun, ha? So parang kung i-anticipate mo yon kung ikaw ang opposition, mas ramdam mo yung urgency na hindi pwedeng tatlo tayo or dalawa tayo dapat iisa lang kasi napakalakas ng kalaban. So if that's not compulsion enough, if that's not pressure enough, yun, matatalo talaga ang opposition. And Chai, you wrote two books on the elections. First is the How to Win an Election, Lessons from the Experts, and second is Ambition, Destiny, and Victory, Stories from a Presidential Election. So, hingi tayo na konting insights from the two books without divulging much, no? Pero, kasi gusto, dapat hanapin nila yung mga libro to para masahin nila. Pero, ano yung vital na dapat gawin nila in the coming months? By nila, I mean the opposition or those who are against the Duterte administration or whoever candidate the administration will back up. Ano yung dapat gawin nila in the coming months leading to the filing of COCs para ma-achieve itong gusto nila lang ma-achieve. Uh, for example, gusto nila lang solid na line-up or isang united opposition. Ano yung key things na dapat nila consider or i-achieve in the coming, I think, less than two months? Siguro bago yung ano, what what are the practical things that they have to do. And among themselves, kailangan talaga mag-build ng trust, yung confidence-building measures. So yung ginagawa ni Lenny ngayon na going around and talking, opening doors, and lahat sila nag-uusap, that's a good sign. Kasi kahit papano, um, bukas sila na kung sino yung malakas, yun yung dapat na tumakbo. 
Tapos dapat siguro malinaw din, ano yung non-negotiables? On the other extreme, ano yung non-negotiables? Tapos yung gitna, ano yung possible compromises that we could we could strike among ourselves? Ngayon, kung kung malinaw na yon, tapos defined na rin yung agenda, uh, mahalaga yon. Kasi kung watak-watak, hindi magkakaroon ng central message. Si Duterte, kaya siya nanalo nun. Ang lakas-lakas niya ang social media, ginamit niya ang, ang social media when all the rest of the candidates did not pay attention to the influence and power of social media. Ngayon, lalo na pandemic, lahat mag-aagawan ng, ng slots on, on social media. Television, wala na ang ABS-CBN, GMA, halos monopoly, pero sa ibang bahagi ng, ng bansa, ang sama ng signal. Kung GMA lang yan, syempre merong mag-cap yung, ano, diba, yung, yung Comelec. So hindi ka pwedeng GMA lang lahat. So hahanap, kailangan mong humanap, kailangan mong maging very, very creative in in sending out your your media messages and it has to be uh yun isang malinaw malinaw na message kay Duterte it was it was drugs it was crime ngayon ang tanong siguro ano nga ba yung magiging concern ng ng Pilipino as we as we move towards 2022 kabuhayan ba um drugs and crime pa rin ba security or yung China malakas na issue pa rin ba kasi yung national sovereignty so yung yung mga ganun kailangan malinaw malinaw sa kung sino man yung yung tatakbo ano ang priorities ano ang messaging tapos paano tayo magiging creative kung nakakulong ang mga ang mga boboto sa atin sa kanila-kanilang mga bahay And for my last question, I said the past questions are addressed to those the operators, those who are working with politicians. So for my last question, Mara and Chai, bakit importante na dapat bantayan ng public, ito yung mga ordinary citizens, ang mga nangyayari ngayon sa opposition, given na of course ang dami pang uh, hindi clear, ang dami pang gulo, hindi pa clear kung sinutatakbo, pero bakit dapat bantayan yung bawat gala o bawat pag-uusap ng mga op- officials Uh, leading to the filing of COCC, leading to the election period, and eventually the election na. Mara? Uh, kailangan bantayan yung talks ngayon na nangyayari sa opposition because it would eventually tell us pagkakaroon ba tayo ng two-way fight, three-way fight, or another five-way fight for the presidency. And if, if it's going to be the latter, it is free for all na naman. Um, kailangan bantayan kasi... Um, the people in the opposition now, I believe they're very genuine in their goal to to not only forge a united front, but when they do is to come up with a very good platform that is focused on responding to the pandemic in a level that the Duterte administration has not done and has persistently failed um, the, and uh, and it has and has killed a lot of people because walang enough a uh, government response. Uh, kailangan bantayan yun because when the opposition fails, then that would mean giving uh, more ammunition for Duterte and his allies to really just dictate the dictate of what's going to happen in the elections. And that's such a very scary thought because you, um, even if maybe there are very bright people, you have to question um, their true intentions if they really care about the Filipino people because if you have spent the past six years defending a guy who has not really protected the people but has been has created an envir- a, a climate of of impunity and fear 
then how can we trust that you'll be able to um, lead us in a post-pandemic Philippines? So that's what's scary. I'm not saying that the opposition candidate will be able to do this as well. Kaya dapat din nating bantayan. Kasi what if in the end, yung i-endorso pala ng opposition candidate is not going to be able to do that either. It's not going to be a good leader for us. We have to watch out for it and demand that, you know, the people who are influential enough and powerful enough to be able to run for office will back the right person. Kasi uh, hirap na hirap na rin tayo eh. And so, yun, kailangan bantayan natin because our own lives are at stake. Yeah. Chai? Um, kung tutuusin, parang dahil nga may, may deal-making, di ba? Bahagi talaga ng political reality ng, ng mga partido. Um, kailangan nakabantay kasi dapat hindi rin naman too much compromises compromises yung, yung maganap. Ang Pilipino kasi napaka-short ng memory natin. Tapos ayaw natin ng conflict, um, gusto natin peace palagi. So ayaw nating naniningil. Pero minsan kailangan mo ng tough love. Kailangan mo ng tough justice. Hindi pwedeng move on ka na lang ng move on. Which is what has been happening all these years. Kaya ang short ng memory, parang nakakalimutan na yung mga um, yung ginawa ng mga Marcoses. Kasi tinanggap sila ulit, uh, forgiven, lahat. Pero yun, na-revise na, na ng history, ang kabataan, akala nila yung hindi um, yung mga ginawa ng mga Marcoses noon, hindi totoo yun, when actually totoo yun. Yung mga ganong bagay, otherwise, hindi na talaga tayo matututo as, as a nation. So kailangan yun. Tapos, ikalawa, kailangan din nakabantay. We have to educate the youth yung mga kailangan sabihan sila na napakahalaga ng boto ninyo. Kasi yung mga matatanda, baka hindi sila makalabas, uh, may restriction sa pandemic. Kayo yung pag-asa, kailangan ma-educate ang, ang kabataan. Tapos siguro yung central message din, competence counts. Parang lalong-lalo na for 2022. Parang tigilan na natin yung natutuwa tayo, na-entertain tayo, natatawa tayo. It will not save us. Unti-unti tayong mamamatay lahat if we will not put sufficient importance and, and uh, give priority to competence. Yes. So that's a lot to take in. But a lot that maraming pag-inilayan natin the coming weeks, coming months, as we watch kung ano yung mga developments sa mga kampo, parating ng filing na COC. Before we end this program, no, gusto kong i-highlight yung mga dalawang opinion from our, or from our audience sa Facebook. Sabi ni Brian Vargas, sa for him, unang pamantayan dapat yung galit sa corruption at hindi galit sa COA. So, very timely. Dapat importante nga yun. So, agree ako dyan, Brian. No? And next naman ay si Ryan Hapa. This is about the Vice President. Sabi niya, si Lenny Robredo ay VP na for six years. Pangalawa sa pinahamataas. Pero tinalo pa ni Pacquiao at Isko sa rankings. May problema sa strategy sa, ng camp ni Lenny. So, yan. Baka dapat pagnilayan din yan ng mga kampo ni Lenny Robredo. So, for our audience na nanonood at may mga comments sa ating Facebook post ngayon, yun nga sabi ko kanina, sali kayo sa Facebook groups na minensyon ko kanina para ituloy natin yung discussion doon na para hindi lang to makukulong sa comment section ng post na to. So, thank you, Chai and Mara, for joining me today and for giving us this very suntok ng realidad sa kung nasan tayo ngayon at kung ano yung aabangan pa natin in the coming months leading to the election period. 
Thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapture and News Race sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo ng access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapture Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapture.com. Again, I am Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Judgment Call is an exclusive weekly newsletter for Rappler Plus members, written by Rappler editors and section heads to give you an insight on our editorial practices and how we exercise judgment on a daily basis. Get a peek into our newsroom by joining Rappler Plus. Visit rappler.com slash plus.